0: Hi, folks. We're back, and my name is Johnny Womack, and as always, I have Mr. Robert Moskowski here. Hiya. And this, of course, is Anti Suck, the podcast where we talk about things that we love in movies, and
1: we know what's good.
0: Trust, trust us. us. Nah, we're working on that. We'll get better as times <laughs> go on. Yeah. So this is at our official episode one.
1: Yep. The last episode, we just didn't want to kind of be kind of balls out and just you know, oh, we're this awesome podcast. We just we kind of recorded it on the fly. Yeah. just to see how it would go and surprisingly i didn't hate it
0: yeah i i you know i'm a narcissist though i like listening to myself so <laughs>
1: it's, it, it's true folks yes um no i just i we were we were talking about doing it that day i i gotta tell you i was very mixed on the idea of doing it that day but i was glad we did because it turned out pretty great and i sound like i know what i'm talking about which is a complete sham
0: which turned out great though it's a lot of fun. And, and thanks
1: everybody who did listen because we had, I think the last time I looked, it was 44 views on YouTube and 58 downloads on Podomatic.
0: Nice. That's yeah. good to know.
1: We don't know what iTunes is doing yet.
0: Not yet. So we need more of you out there to subscribe to the iTunes.
1: And do leave comments.
0: Do leave comments. Rate it. Uh, we won't see what's going on until we get at least four more reviews on iTunes. So go out there and... Review away and tell us how awful it is. Tell us how amazing it is. Uh, any reviews are helpful. So.
1: And our mission statement is: we're trying to re- we're trying to talk about movies that are we really like, right? Because we've been in, we've been inspired by a lot of um, other podcasts to talk about bad movies, and here we want to talk about stuff that we really liked.
0: Yeah, movies and, that... and
1: why they're good and why we appreciate. Them.
0: Yeah, so you won't be getting a lot of negativity from us, although we will have conflicting thoughts sometimes. It's, yep. Yeah, that's natural. It happens. It does happen. So, but for the most part, these are movies that we pretty much enjoyed. So, and today we're talking about Iron Man three,
1: Revenge of the Iron Man.
0: Yes, Iron Man three. Something we like to talk about. We hate talking about trilogies. Mm-hmm. Robert and I have talked about this before in the Trilogy-itis. past. Trilogyitis. It has to be a trilogy. I have to have a first, second, third movie in a trilogy. It has to be that way.
1: They, they start it with a flashback. You know, the movie opens up, and we see the guy who helped Tony create the f- original Iron Man suit in the cave in the first movie. Yes. So that's a nice little callback. And that, that's perfectly into the the thing about trilogies where you have to kind of reveal more about the character you hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I was like, okay, good on them. you have to throw little nuggets there to the yeah, yeah, and then we get back in the story, and there's Aldrich, his guy Pierce's character. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants Tony to invest in his AIM project, Advanced Idea Mechanics, and Tony kind of turns him down. So he spends the. Turn of the millennia on the roof, watching the fireworks, just depressed out of his mind and thinks about tossing himself off. The yeah, he's side. a very
0: frail, weak looking character. Yeah, I think
1: he's, he's got like a cane or a limp.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's very weak looking, very nerdy, long hair. Yeah, the hair. typical nerd with glasses, glasses. And, yeah, acne. Yeah, he didn't look very good at all. He looked like a different person. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: that's that's good though. Like, yeah, like we know Guy Pierce from like Memento
0: 310 to Yuma.
1: Yeah, and he, he really looked, he had that little bit in uh, the King's speech. Which oh, I that's om- right. almost didn't recognize him. Yeah. But here he kind of looks like more traditional Guy Pierce time machine. Style. Yeah. <laughs> that's not type Guy Pierce. So the best revenge is success. Yes. And that's how he goes on to create AIM and kind of hides out of
0: sight for the next 10 years. Yeah, we're secretly working on his proving himself as well as his uh, project. Mm-hmm. So.
1: so we pick up with Tony after the events of Avengers and... The previous two Iron Man movies, Tony's had to deal with human-made bad guys. Like, he's used to fighting people in suits at that point.
0: Yeah, you're very realistic type of, for the most part, very realistic. But then we
1: hit Avengers, and all of a sudden he's fighting gods and aliens and things he had never thought he'd have to face.
0: monsters and magic and extraterrestrial beings.
1: So he's had to, like, throw himself at creating... All kinds of ways to work around those threats. He has a, He's starting to create suits that can go into space, fight a Hulk if necessary.
0: Yeah, he's really evolved his uh, ways of thinking and is to try to adapt to uh, any alternative uh, methods of attack. It turns
1: out it's not such a great thing to be dating a guy like that. Tony's a little haunted right now.
0: Yeah. He's got uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. True.
1: Yeah. And that comes up all throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. Because he has to deal with that every time things get a little too overwhelming. He kind of has a panic attack. I've
0: never had one but I heard they're pretty bad. You ever had one? I'm not sure. I've, There's I've, definitely
1: I've, times where like I've I've felt like I couldn't do anything but sit and dwell on a subject for a little while.
0: Well I've I've been told that it's almost similar to a heart attack people think they're having a heart attack during a panic attack like your heart like then I would say no I heart palpitations panic. sweating yeah, your blood pressure goes up your heart rate goes up you can tremble you can lose feeling in your extremities I've, I've heard a lot of uh, strange things with, but the point being is that he ha- it happens a lot to him it cripples him he's to, gone for from, the moment
1: he's gone from being the like awesome playboy sarcastic rock star yeah and he's he's just so obsessed now with working on any threat he can think of that he's kind of a bore, especially well, to his almost girlfriend. a hypochondriac, Almost in yeah. a way, yeah. Especially to his girlfriend, Pepper Potts. She's
0: been his only role of solace since all of this mm-hmm. happening. So. And that's
1: what he's most afraid of losing. That's, he's doing this all for her. Mm-hmm. Versus the previous movies, he's been working on keeping you know the world safe, putting it into wars, fighting the bad guys who just want to like create more war. He's faced all that. He's faced aliens, faced gods, but now he just wants to make sure he can keep. Potts, saved. Yeah,
0: she's the princess, and he's the knight in shining armor.
1: But it turns out the biggest threat to her might just be him.
0: And he doesn't really think about the consequences of his actions. No, sir. Tony
1: doesn't think about the threat to him personally and how that might affect people around him. He's more worried about and like global threats and interstellar threats. Now, he doesn't think about anything personal coming at him. He's thinking more offense than defense again. Meanwhile, there's a new president in town. There is. He's going to clean up the streets of this metahuman crap.
0: He wants to uh, eradicate it.
1: Well, after the Avengers, we're assuming this is a good while after Avengers. Like, there's been a whole election. Right, because we have the new president who's voted in just to make sure people feel safe around these metahumans.
0: Well, I imagine he was elected on fear, too. You know, let's find a way to. He's going to lead by fear. And then what happens? Uh oh. There's a new threat.
1: Yeah. He likes using
0: YouTube, too. He's very scary. The Mandarin. Played by Mr. Sir... Well, actually, Sir. The Bing- fantastic
1: Serbian Kings. Talk about the Mandarin for me.
0: Well, the Mandarin in the movie uh, is a terrorist.
1: How different or the same is that from the book?
0: Okay, well... John- this- Johnny's read some Iron Man.
1: I, I don't think I've ever read a single issue of Iron Man.
0: So the Mandarin in the comics, arch nemesis of Iron Man, Tony Stark. What?! Yes. That's just uh, like in the movie. Yeah. They based a lot of Iron Man 3 off the graphic novel by Warren Ellis called Extremist. No way! That's in the movie too. Essentially, the Mandarin is a all-powerful villain. In the comics, he has these ten rings, one for each finger, he views him with magical abilities that he got from a spacecraft. If you want to read more about it, you can. Later. My brain hurts. Uh, he's, in, he's trained in several forms of martial arts, um, so he's good at hand-hand combat. He's also very intelligent. Uh, and his whole idea is he wants world domination. Even in the comics, he wants to find a way to dominate the whole world uh and even the universe at at some point you'll see later on but the mandarin in the movie iron man 3 uh similar
1: first half of the movie does he feel right like does he feel like the character that you read
0: well yeah mandarin in the in the comic was very dark very evil everyone you know they waited with bated breath whenever he talked i mean it was just like on every word that he said every word had a purpose Just like uh, the Mandarin in the movie, you know every line is delivered.
1: Oh yeah, the movie it's fantastic. He comes across very well as a threat and a real.
0: Well, even in the trailer, I was just like it it gave me goosebumps. I was like, wow, this is really dark. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was like, wow, you know. And that's
1: another thing too. The tone of the movie is not what you'd expect if you've only seen the trailers. Right.
0: It's set up to be this. Broody,
1: dark nighty kind of like woe is me movie, which actually it's not. It actually yeah. keeps a lot to the tone of the previous two.
0: Yeah, there's some lighthearted moments. Yeah,
1: the- much more so than I thought there'd be. But
0: yeah, I found myself laughing more. Um, <laughs> yes,
1: it's a much funnier isn't movie. Isn't it? I yeah,
0: expected. I found myself laughing more than, than I thought I would, especially the way that, like you said, the tonality of the trailer was. It caught me off guard at some points, but in a good way. I mean, it was like it kind of had that palate cleansing moments where you had all this dark moments and then all of a sudden you have this light comical mm-hmm. moment just to break the tension. Yeah, it broke the tension very well. There there's definitely some differences in the extremist. If you guys are haven't read comics or not, you know, you're just listening to this because you liked Iron Man movies, which is great because I think that's what's great with the whole Marvel movies is that you don't have to even read any of the comics to understand. Hmm. I mean, that's what that's what a comic book movie should be. Right.
1: It's like you need to throw everything to the audience. They shouldn't have to rely on anything from the books. Right. You need to show the audience what's going on.
0: One of the major differences what the extremist is, is a super soldier serum. They tried to create another one the way they created the Captain America. They wanted to recreate that. So, Aldrich Killian and Maya Henson wanted to find a way to produce that. But, they found out that the extremist serum didn't work on everybody. Um, This is not in the Iron Man 3 movie but the Mandarin decides to take hold of the serum and he wants to reshape America by sending it abroad. Change the whole face of America. Evolve Mm -hmm. America as a whole, making everyone in America different. But they he realizes later as well that if he, only a small percentage, I think 2.5% of the population, even has a gene that can take the extremist. The problem is if you're not part of that population, then you die when you get the mm-hmm. serum. But anyways, that's when Tony Stark takes over. And believe it or not, Tony actually is one of the few that can actually take the serum. It makes him smarter. Uh, his reaction time's quicker. And so I don't spoil everything That else. guy has all the breaks. He does. Well, they kind of base the Mandarin, Aldrich Killian, and Maya Henson... And based the basic idea of the story into Iron Man three, but it's in the end, it's a much different story. But definitely go out and read it if you guys are wanting to check out a good easy standalone uh, Iron Man graphic novel. I actually, I do actually do want to check that out because it's I, actually I, really well done. I don't read Marvel books
1: right now. Yeah, I've been I've been out of the Marvel game for about fifteen years. I just got back
0: into it, ironically.
1: Yeah. So so I, I'm way behind on Marvel. I've been focusing on. DC Comics in the last year and a half here. My exposure to Marvel has only been via the movies. How do you feel about the representation of the Mandarin in the movie?
0: You know, I actually, having... Uh, there's different... The, the movie, in, in, and we won't go into it, but... It's we're, split.
1: We're, we're, I want people to know, we're really trying to avoid some major spoilers. Yeah, we're it, Obviously, it's characters. out there. The movie's been out for a few weeks now. That's one of the things we're working on, you know, trying to you know kind of get around is how much spoilers we want to have because we do want to talk about movies occasionally that you guys probably haven't seen
0: and if we spoil the whole thing and then why would you bother it? yeah anything? yeah so
1: so I, I, we want we want some we're trying to figure out that kind of middle line uh,
0: we'll talk about it without actually divulging too much the mandarin in the movie much, <laughs> the mandarin in the movie is different much different than the than the mandarin in the comic that's mm-hmm. all we're really going to say about that but the, it's a nice twist that came out of nowhere yeah, no one was expecting it. Comic book fans and just people of movie fans of movies were not expecting the twist. Now this is where it's divided. There's comic book fanboys that are really divided with this twist, and then there's the average moviegoer, which generally enjoyed it. Like, and I,
1: you can have all the like fanboy nerd rage you want, you still have to make money. And I think right. going for going for a major motion picture audience, I think they always do a great job on these Marvel movies.
0: Yeah, I mean, overall, it, it, I think they did a great product. In... I, don't, I
1: don't think I've seen anything that I thought from these Marvel Studios films, which are Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, Captain America, Incredible Hulk, and Thor. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything, of course, Avengers. I haven't seen anything that I thought was really blasphemous from what I knew about the characters.
0: I think for the most part, they've tried their best to be faithful to the source material to a point. Uh, obviously, having leniency to you know what story changes they want to make, but... Without going into details, the Mandarin part is really gonna you're either gonna like it like me. Now I have the background knowledge of the Mandarin before seeing it, and I was okay with it. I think I wasn't as cynical as everyone else is, and you'll see what happens when you watch the movie. But, mm. but Robert not having a big found knowledge of the Mandarin really you enjoyed think? it.
1: Big he, smile on my face. I like. I, I mentioned in the last episode that I I've, I just see too many movies. And I just, I get so kind of jaded watching them Mm -hmm. that I really like surprises. That's the only thing I really care about anymore is I just want to be surprised. And that took me by surprise.
0: Yeah, so Robert enjoyed it, not having a big knowledge of the the source material.
1: When the next Batman movie comes out and we review that, I'm going to be all over that one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Batman I know inside and out by now. Yeah. Superman pretty much, getting to know Green Lantern better, all that DC stuff. (laughs) It does
0: help. It's not that you have to have a big knowledge of the source material going into the movies, but it does help you appreciate it. I
1: think I just made a comic book reference, so like. Half people who were listening just
0: tuned out. Yeah, it's okay. We, we are focusing on the movies. On the movies itself. Sorry, we are geeks. If you couldn't tell. What? <laughs> what? Anyways, so back to the story. Mandarin is pretty much integrated in everything now. He is trying to find a way to take America by by the throat mm-hmm. and show that he is the one power striking at.
1: Well, he, he's he's striking at the U.S. government. U.S. government. Yeah. And because Tony, people look to Tony now to save them after Avengers. Like he's, he's a their hero. hero yeah. It's like... He's a savior. What are you going to do, Tony? What are you going to do? And there's... So he takes it personally. When there's attacks on the U.S. or threats against the U.S., he does yeah. take it personally.
0: Yeah, and so it's it's tough for him not to want to act brash like he is before. So
1: he goes a little far with his uh, <laughs> taunting of the Mandarin. Turns out the Mandarin doesn't like to be taunted.
0: He does not like it. Me no he. <laughs>
1: I will call your bluff, Mr. Stark. And the call, king calling his bluff, he decides to blow up Tony's house.
0: An amazing scene. It I, is I, great. I wish it would have went on longer. It felt like it was only within a few minutes. The Mandarin
1: sends some helicopters, armed some missiles at Tony's place.
0: Yeah, his abode.
1: Which I think, wouldn't Tony know if there was helicopters? Maybe there was helicopters anyway, because uh, Tony goes viral with his threat against the Mandarin...
0: Well, he he should be expecting it. I would think. So there
1: are like pr- there is press outside. That, oh yeah, there so, are helicopters. So like I guess Jarvis, his you know artificial intelligence slash best friend slash
0: butler wouldn't, slash everything. Yes,
1: he wouldn't really notice a couple more helicopters coming at him. But they start firing missiles and basically just annihilate the place. And
0: very uh, awesome visual uh, moments, which Looks is great. where
1: we get. We see earlier in the film, like Tony's working on the suit, and at the end of Avengers, he uses a little like watch bracelet thing mm-hmm. to summon his suit. So he's still working on that at yes. the time. So what he's done is he, he's put in little implants in his arms, so he can make like little hand, little arm motions to summon his gestures suit. Gestures with yes. his
0: with extremities to to call the pieces to him.
1: So as soon as that first missile hits the base of his house, he starts. Pulling that suit toward him in midair, he's like being thrown from. You know, the the impact of the explosion has thrown them all. He and Pepper Potts and Maya
0: Henson, the
1: botanist. While he's in midair, he's he's doing that motion to kind of summon the
0: suit, mm-hmm. but twist doesn't put it on himself. Nope, puts it on Miss Potts, and uh, awesome, very Slow heroic motion. It looked great you know. visually, it looked great, uh, but it was a very heroic thing to do. Exactly, like he he cares more about her than he does himself. Exactly, his own well being, he'll sacrifice. As a, you know, like, like at the end of Avengers, you know, mm-hmm. his own well-being. Exactly. Yeah. It's, he's he's putting someone else ahead of himself finally. And she's like not expecting it. She's just like, no. And, and if you've seen the scene prior... Uh, he's testing that out and the pieces coming at him come at an alarming rate. Like he's yeah. still getting used to how fast you can and you even see like he had like a bloody lip or something when he had the face plate come on. Mm-hmm. And so think about her, the impact of it, you know, uh, hitting, she's not ready. For she's it. not ready for it. She's not expecting it, but she adapts quickly. She does. And she ends up saving Tony's life. Yeah. But she does Instantly. stumble and her flying mm-hmm. and all that, just because that's, what's great about uh, Tony. They talk about it in the previous movies is he is Iron Man. Like, you could put someone else in there, but it won't be... It's not gonna be the same. It's not gonna be the same. So, she's in the suit now. She saves him. Everything's falling into the water below him.
1: Oh, no. All hell's
0: breaking loose. Yeah.
1: So, as soon as Pepper gets the botanist clear in the Iron Man suit, the suit returns to Tony. Yes. And he's like, he's going to take these helicopters out. And this
0: is the uh, Mark 42, is that it correct? It is the
1: Mark 42, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Yes. Not to be confused with the Jackie Robinson story. So the helicopters don't let up on their barrage, even though Tony's taken a few of them out. So Tony ends up, like, getting caught up in the debris falling from his house and gets sucked underwater. Mm-hmm. He does fight them off. But once once he gets free, his suit sends him to the last coordinates he had talked about with Jarvis, because Jarvis is kind of malfunctioning. Right. So Tony passes out. Next thing you know, he's flying through the air over Tennessee. Yeah. And probably one of, the, one of the better turns about the movie is he plops in, in Tennessee where there is this soldier who had just exploded one day. Mm-hmm. What people think is a, was a terrorist attack. But it turns yeah. out he, the soldier, was actually one of the first test subjects of Extremis. Exactly. Tony crash lands in Tennessee
0: with no power, snow. I mean, it's freezing. He his, gets out. and He's like, "Oh my gosh, it's cold. It's freezing." Power
1: is gone in his suit. Yeah,
0: Jarvis is. Yeah, J- Jarvis, Jarvis is on fi- the fritz. He's on the fritz, and he's slowly fading out. You can tell he's uh, malfunctioning. So Tony's got this suit that's just dead weight, and he has to carry it. He has to drag, drag it through it, the like, snow. Through the snow, it looks like a sled through the snow. He's I, like, I remember Dawg. that shot in the trailer, and I'm just like, "This is gonna be a great movie." Well, he, it's it's you know, it's a piece of him. If you think mm-hmm. about it, he doesn't want to leave his piece, a piece of himself behind. You know, mm-hmm. so. He brings it, and where does he end up? In the little garage. He comes across,
1: little kid, which is where all movies start to go wrong. Yes. <laughs> Typically, yes. when there's a kid in there... You just you just
0: start to groan
1: when the little yes. kid comes in.
0: You know, I kind of equate that scene to Back to the Future, where he lands in the barn, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like not in his uh, familiar uh, territory. He's not in his element. Yeah. So.
1: Tony can make anything his environment. Because yes. when you walk in, it's obviously... It's obviously a Tennessee, <laughs> yeah, residence. there's there's
0: you see Coke bottles, you see you know like collections of antiques, and
1: but there's enough electronics where Tony's like, "I can work with this, yes, so he starts trying to charge up the Iron Man suit, the, mm-hmm. the Mach forty two
0: and uh, there's a little boy freeze he has a potato gun, the kid has a little potato gun, <laughs> the kid's name is Harley, and
1: uh oh, little kid alert. A lot of movies just add in kids just to kind appeal of appeal to bring in the kids. Right.
0: Oh, there's a kid I can relate to that. I'm and a little kid. The,
1: exactly, like Phantom Menace. Yes. It's just we we don't need little kids in movies, but this was dealt with in such a like perfect way. The kid is kind of on purpose annoying sometimes. Right. But he is really smart and does kind of
0: Well, he knows who he he's not the kid is not, obviously not oblivious to mm-hmm. what's going on with He
1: recognizes him Pretty, you
0: know, yeah. Pretty immediately, I'll so say. he knows what Tony's capable of. As young as the kid is, he knows ex- what Tony's mm-hmm. capable of. He knows he's almost like that little. He's meeting his hero, kinda. exactly, of.
1: and he wants to help.
0: Yeah, he wants to be a part of it. He wants to help save the world,
1: which that's that's so great because he does kind of help him. Like he it's just another point of view to like for Tony to bounce ideas off of.
0: Right. And I also think it gives him time to reflect on everything mm-hmm. too. Cause a lot of times you have all this stuff going on and from one scene to another action, 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 action. And there's never that low moment that you get to kind of reflect on your next step, the chess, chess move, so to speak, you know?
1: But the thing I like about the kid is Tony never buys into it. No. The typical like movie entrance of a kid is just like, Oh, okay, kid, well, you're on board my team now. You're such a good help. And Tony's like, Okay, you've you've helped me enough, now it's time for you to go. Yeah. <laughs> and just speeds away. But this is all after this is all that's all after Tony finds out more about extremists and what they're up to. Right. Yeah,
0: and the kid shows him a part of town where he kinda looks in and...
1: Uh that scene, like where he's he's meeting the mother of the explodey soldier mm-hmm. and he actually has a fight scene
0: as Tony Stark,
1: which was really kind of nice. I like that. Okay, like he has like just one little like blaster part of his suit yeah. that was working, so he yeah. brought it along. But uh, I I like that stuff in the movie when he is just Tony Stark when he's not Iron Man because he's not Iron Man for the good like middle section of the movie, like, almost
0: forty minutes.
1: I, I would say at least. At but least that's what's so great is he Iron Man is the superhero, but Tony Stark is the brains. Yeah, and it's more fun to watch him. Be Tony Stark. It's
0: like a throwback to the you know, the first movie where he's just got pieces. What do you do? The MacGyver in him comes out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "This is what I'm going to do. I've got this piece. I've got this piece. I'm going to go to the I'm going to go to the dollar store. I'm going to go here." And he may, you know it, you know he shows off his intelligence because he's a genius, and you really get to see that again. So I think it's a great throwback to the first movie where he has pieces that he just, stuff is surrounding him and he puts it together.
1: I think I think the only way Tony would ever be at a disadvantage is if he, like, land in a log cabin in the middle of nowhere with no power. Because he, he, he can always, like, find something technical to use or alter to, mm-hmm. you know, help him out. He just is that smart.
0: Yeah, he's, you know, very intuitive the way he thinks.
1: It's like he literally, like, looks like he makes his, uh, <laughs> he walks into a Home Depot and makes his new Iron Man suit.
0: Oh, yeah, and, you know, you can see the light bulb go off in his head when he's looking at the different things, you know.
1: Because he does, he does once he finds out about extremists he has to run down to Miami real fast and the suit's not working. No. So he has, to make, he has to make this makeshift suit that he does, just go to Home Depot and buy the materials and mm-hmm. works off his arc reactor in his chest, and he gets the job
0: done. Yep. Meanwhile, uh, Jarvis is being chart-recharged. Mm-hmm.
1: The other part of the middle section of the movie is Rhodey has now been turned from War Machine from the end of Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. He's been rebranded as Iron Patriot, Iron which Patriot. makes so much sense to me because I know there was a little kind of backlash that way on the fans because Iron Patriot's a more recent creation yes. from the book. But I, it makes total sense for a War Machine. You, will, you if you if you have a mascot, let's say for the military, yes, you don't want to be called War Machine if you're no. trying to be a peacekeeping effort,
0: right? War. What would other countries think, you know?
1: Exactly. So it makes it makes sense to me for like just Iron Patriot. He's red, white, and blue, big star on his chest, Go Captain, Ma- Captain America, and he is basically trying to take the place of Iron Man in the public
0: eye. And you could tell that uh, Rhodey is conflicting with that because mm-hmm. you know he has his friend Tony, mm-hmm. but he's also lieutenant colonel and he has his duties he by has, the book by the book you know he has his uh, uh, obligations to the u.s government and you can definitely see the con the, the conflict there
1: and the the, the pre- he's, he's mostly in charge of protecting the president too in the movie subject to the mandarin brody is his right hand man to the oh. president the president is played by william sadler who we would know from such tv shows as roswell he's the bad guy in die hard 2 yes he's in the shawshank redemption
0: He's a very underutilized actor, in my opinion. I think he's you know he's very intense, very determined actor. He's also in the green mile for a little bit. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that.
1: But he's, he's just been around, he's kind of like your go to like angry guy.
0: He, yeah, you're gonna get a solid performance. And he is kind of being angry
1: president here. Yeah. But but rightfully so. I mean his, he's he's going up against the Mandarin. The United States does not negotiate with terrorists. So the president sends out Rhodey to go find the Mandarin. And turns out the Mandarin's taking him on a wild goose chase. Yes. he's way ahead of the game. So they end up capturing Rhodey because they really want the Iron Patriot suit.
0: Yeah, the Iron Patriot suit is the symbol of America, mm. like the American flag.
1: Who wouldn't want to take that down?
0: Yes. So that only leaves Tony to come and save the day. Yeah, and he doesn't have the suit yet.
1: Which he does have the little, like, throw-together, fun little mini Iron Makeshift Man. Makeshift Iron yeah. Man. Which that, that's so much fun. I like the idea of Tony just having enough of what he exactly needs from the suit.
0: Right, no more no less. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, if he had the full suit, he he flies down to Miami to confront the Mandarin where he he's figured out where the Mandarin's, you know, held up at. Mm-hmm. And if he just had the whole suit, it's more interesting that he's just has like these bare necessities of the suit right. because if he had like the full armor, he could just come in and level the place. Yeah, it, it- but it's more interesting to have Tony basically he just has like tasers on his hands or a little a little version of his you know blasters blasters. So he's just running through, no mask. He just got his sunglasses,
0: running through, zapping people. It's fun. Yeah, he doesn't waste anything. It's, like, yeah, it it's just like precise shots. Who he, he wants has, to hit. He
1: has to think about every little step instead of just like mowing the. So he gets caught himself. Yes. After he finds the Mandarin.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Maya is there as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Which turns out, Maya's not so great a person either. No. So many jerks in this film.
0: There is. Rule of thumb, don't ever trust a botanist.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but she has kind of a little change
0: of heart. She does. She feels bad.
1: At the last possible second. And then what happens to her? Uh, bullet. She did. So, But they don't really near her at that point, because uh, they're just taking the extremist as is, like, side effects and all. Tony gets caught. Tony eventually is able to summon the Mach 42 again, because it's back up to full power, or 92% or whatever. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, So it arrives just in the nick of time. He saves Brody, but the Iron Patriot suit is missing. Tony finds out that Iron Patriot is now on Air Force One and decides he's going to go take care of that. But he goes and finds Air Force One in the air. He sees the side of it explode, and there goes Iron Patriot flying straight out of it. So instead of going after Iron Patriot, he decides he has to help everybody on board. Yes. Assuming the president is on board.
0: Fighting happens. Uh, wings fly off part of the... Very
1: good uh, fight with the extremist guy, the henchman. Yeah. Because I, I, it was cause they are super powered and they hold their own against a suit of armor.
0: And also, rule of thumb don't don't you not fire a weapon inside of a of a plane? But I that, think, aren't they didn't the extreme, think about that. <laughs> don't,
1: aren't the extremist guys? Oh, are you talking about Tony? Yeah, yeah. I just think he knows enough about the plane. He knows how to shoot his yeah. his, his so, blasters inside. Yes, he knows how to operate his. The henchman his is machinery. dispatched, but not before
0: thirteen, I think. Yeah, I think it was 13. 13
1: people on board fly out of that hole. They thing. get
0: sucked out the air pressure. And Which dogs. is
1: fantastically shown in the trailer, but not how it's resolved. Because right. I really thought he was only going to get four of those people. Right. He had it, it, it said
0: you, had, you can only, get, you can only you handle can carry carry
1: four. So what he does is he gets
0: them all to hold hands as he's collecting them. Like and so sends
1: a shock. So they can't unclench their hands, right? Like a barrel of monkeys. He's yes, going down. Exactly, you know? exactly.
0: Tony Stark's barrel of monkeys. Yeah, playing connect the dots. It's essentially, the
1: old Tony Stark barrel of monkeys. Yeah, tank. very
0: well done. Uh, enjoyed that scene very much. Yeah. It was you could see the determination. You know, he wasn't going to let them die. Then we move along. Turns end. out when we saw Iron
1: Patriot flying away, wasn't
0: a henchman. It wasn't him. Wasn't Rody, Nope. It was
1: the president. The president of the United States, just of America,
0: who was... Other than the flag and the Iron Patriot, who else is the biggest symbol in, in exactly. America? The president. You can't
1: protect your president. Who can you protect? Exactly. So that Mandarin strings up the president for public execution mm-hmm. at this, uh, what is that? It's like a loading area for tankers.
0: Yeah. Something like that.
1: Where he's got all his extremist men all together for some reason.
0: And women. Women can be extreme. Let's be honest. <laughs> here,
1: here. So it's time for uh, it's time for the final battle. But how do we how do we up the ante from the previous movies?
0: You bring in a crap ton of mocks. Forty-two
1: exactly. Actually, it's f- forty. Well, isn't it? hold on. Because there's two levels of Tony's place before it gets destroyed, like his lab.
0: That's, tr- that's true. The
1: top section gets destroyed. So you see, like, the destruction of all the previous um, movie Iron Man right. destroyed. But he's got this lower level where it's all the experimental ones, the ones that aren't quite done yet. Yeah. And that's been covered up by all the debris. He didn't have access to it.
0: Right. A lot of them are in infancy stages and yeah. still experimenting with them.
1: Which all of them are, like hella powerful. Oh, but yeah. But he doesn't have access to them for most of the movie. Right. Because otherwise he could have just some of them some of them at any point but because it was still being covered by the debris he couldn't get to so this it. is his trump card yeah but i like that they're not all quite working so by the time he shows up to the shipyard it's he summons all of them to fight all the extremist guys but a lot of them you know do a great job of fighting off you know their particular bad guy but you see some of them just getting ripped apart
0: it shows you how how important tony is to the suit and like it's how much that's, more power.
1: that's one thing we were talking about we we did watch the other iron man movies and when you're watching the trailer for Iron Man 3, you do see that scene yeah. where you see all the other Iron Men flying in, but and they're robotic. But I was thinking, what makes that so different than the ending of 2 where the bad guys were trying to create the robotic ones? Right. But these aren't meant to be remotely – they don't have the artificial intelligence that the other ones in Iron Man 2 did, the bad ones in Iron they're Man They're just 2. being run by
0: Jarvis, aren't they?
1: Yeah, so they're not as smart in particular like – so they It takes do, a lot of resources they, for Jarvis to be yes. able to...
0: I mean, he's he's trying to deflect No, attacks. No faulting Jarvis. Right, but he's trying to deflect and attack and yeah. at defense all at the same time. 40 different suits. Yeah, it's, it's a lot for anyone to take on.
1: So they don't do so great without somebody in them controlling. Right. But they do enough where they take down a lot of they, the henchmen. They take a
0: dent. And yeah. then
1: Tony has to fight the Mandarin himself without his armor half the time what's really great is he keeps jumping through different suits like as one suit gets used up another one flies in to like him for him to jump into yeah he
0: summons them and like if he's like falling or something like that or so
1: great yeah because it's it's like it it literally it's like whatever he needed at the moment it's a backup plan he he would pull that one in particular over
0: but he had a he had a a method to his madness
1: and i so there's there's one called the hulk buster i don't think (laughs) It, I mean, they all fly in, obviously, but you don't really see it fly because you just see it running through things. Yeah, and it's just like I just want to see more of that one. That one looks cool. Like I just like he obviously like built it because like he's like after Avengers, one of his suits is like, oh man, what am I gonna do to protect Pepper from? Just think
0: of a smaller mine iron giant if you think about it.
1: Because after the Avengers, Tony is just thinking like. What can I do to protect Pepper Potts against the Hulk? So he creates the Hulk Buster,
0: And Hulk smashes. And
1: Hulk smashes. And this thing does too. I think it's all in like two shots in the film. I was like, that's the one I really wanted to see. So crazy. Tony saves the day. Yep. Maybe there's some collateral damage. At the end of the movie, Tony decides that he, it's not that he's, done with the superhero business he's just going to focus on what's most important he's mm-hmm. kind of giving up all that because he's going to focus on Pepper
0: that's his main goal that's yep. all he
1: wants in life now is Pepper because mm-hmm. he's gotten so distracted by all this building new Iron Man making sure everybody's safe he decides it's time to finally take the arc reactor out
0: right That that's like his symbol of okay this is he, he's moving on so to speak mm-hmm.
1: which I, I, I like and it does it honestly if this were just a trilogy this would probably be one of my favorite trilogies out there because we have, there's too many trilogies that fail on that third one yeah. because they try to make it a trilogy. And I'm not sure how much they were really trying to have much finality to this, but there was enough to make me happy.
0: Yeah, like we said, there's going to be people out there that once they get to the Mandarin, they're checked out, which I've had people tell me they walked out after the Mandarin um, and... There's going to be people out there. I that think That sounds pretty stupid. It does. Very stupid. And I think even we were looking at the different reviews. Uh, uh, this the is the third lowest reviewed film on Rotten Tomatoes. Of the four, um, of Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and Avengers. And on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, if you don't know what that site is, it's is a compilation of critics' reviews and whatnot. It got a 78%, which is much lower than... Iron Man 1 or 1, Avengers. Or Avengers. But
1: I was kind of surprised because I really enjoyed this film.
0: I could see some of the reasons why people didn't like it. The trailer, st- st- like we were talking about earlier, the trailer had a different tonality than the... Yeah, than very... The insult.
1: It fa- the <laughs> Empire Strikes Back... Yeah. Kind of feel about right. it. And I want to point out, I'm very dead set on us not getting caught up talking about Star Wars. I think on we've only made podcast. one reference so far. Yeah, we made the J.J. The reference. Oh, yes, yes. That was it. That, oh, yeah. So so I, I'm the one that's already breaking my own rule No, it's okay. <laughs> I did feel like that was the Empire Strikes Back of the series, the way right. the trailer was set up. And I said at the time when the trailer came out, it's like this film, this feels like the movie that Iron Man 2 should have been. I agree with that. Because Iron Man 3, I think, it's not a bad film. At least I don't think so, and I think you. I think I enjoyed been, it. Yeah. Okay, we do. Okay, we do enjoy the film, but it's of, of the Marvel Studios films. It's absolutely the weakest. We were rewatching it, and I said it's like it feels like it's just like four episodes of an Iron Man TV show. They just like meshed together from like four different
0: writers. And this is Iron Man two we're 2, talking about,
1: because yeah. you've got. I mean, we can talk about it later, but in trilogy itis that would be the tone of the second film. That would be. Which they did make. They tried to make Iron Man two a little dark. But not as dark as those trailers make Iron Man 3 out to
0: be. I agree. I I enjoyed the film. I, I will buy it. You know, which is a good sense that I like the film. If I go out and actually purchase money and mm-hmm. want to see it again, that means I like the film. But I, I just I do see the reasons why people didn't like it, but for the most part I think some people if you're either just a big comic book nerd and you just were over dramatic with it, or you just I don't think you would like it as much if you didn't see the previous uh, you films. You definitely need setup. You need setup for sure.
1: And we saw it separately. We didn't yeah. see it together. I was wondering if as we're watching, do you need to see Avengers? Obviously you'd want to see Iron Man one and two beforehand. You never hear the word Thor, you never hear Captain America, they just break reference to, like, the guy with the hammer.
0: The guy with the hammer. And, and the aliens. Attacking. And the aliens. And the New York City, and, yeah. and destruction of New York City, and, and the aftermath of New York City, and whatnot. Mm.
1: These Marvel films are just great. I mean, I, I like every single one of them. Like, Incredible Hulk. I, I, I'm really happy with where Kevin Feige has taken it. They've gotten the right cast, the right directors.
0: Well, let's talk real quick. What? How do you feel Shane Black compared to John well, Favreau? That's,
1: that's what I was going to talk about, was one of the things I probably talked about too much when... I talk about just movies in general is tone, right? And especially when it comes to comic book movies, it's just you need the right tone for it. And I think this much more than Iron Man two has the right tone throughout. This is a very tight movie, Iron Man three. It, it just feels like it never slows down, and when it, when it kind of has to slow down, it slows down in the right parts for the right reasons. You know, it's, it's because of, when it slows down, it's been after a battle where Tony has to recuperate. And you know,
0: you and know, I were talking, we did like the fact that Jon Favreau reprises his role as Happy. As a class act,
1: because in, in behind the scenes, he's a little miffed <laughs> at Marvel Studios, so I thought it was, a kind, jaded. Of a, it was a, kind of a class act to come back and just play Happy. 50 pounds heavier. Happy's just always been Tony's right-hand man throughout the series, and I, it, it would be very different not to see him. Or or recasting?
0: Oh my god, that'd be weird.
1: Because I I didn't I didn't care about the Terrence Howard being uh kicked out after Iron Man one. That is
0: true. That's different as well. I think mm-hmm. Don Cheadle they did a great job. Yeah,
1: and Rhodey's, Rhodey's not that deep a character, no. But he is. He's got a great moral center, especially when Don Cheadle plays him. You really kind of feel for him, like he's just kind of stuck in the middle between his orders and his friendship. Mm-hmm. But, again, the casting of these movies has just been fantastic, and it, it goes the same with the directors. I think Shane Black, if they do Iron Man 4, I would love Shane Black to do it. If they do a 5 and 6, it would be nice for another director to take over for 2.
0: What's your thoughts about Robert Downey Jr. not reprising his role as Tony Stark? How would you feel about that?
1: Well, we we're referencing back to something we talked about earlier today, which was um, an article came out yesterday about Robert Downey Jr. His contract is up with Marvel right now, right. and he's in talks for only Avengers 2 and 3 right now. That's it. Because he's been on this press tour, and he's gone on The Daily Show, Conan, Tonight Show, talking about this. Mm-hmm. But people keep talking, but will there be another one? Will there be an Iron Man 4? And he keeps kind of, like, finding some way to get around the
0: subject. He keeps and deflecting it to something an else.
1: An article came out yesterday which was saying that he's trying to hold out to get the rest of the cast of Avengers money. pay raises. Right.
0: Because they're making a fraction of what he Nothing. does right Nothing. I mean, they're not making, as uh, Joss Whedon would say, they're not making downy money. Yes. I mean, he, he, again, it's just like class acts.
1: People who populate these films are just amazing actors and amazing people. You, you take a film like The Avengers, and I was so worried about Joss Whedon, who's only ever had to direct a movie that starred a cast he was already familiar with from the TV show, which was Firefly and Serenity. Right. This was where he was taking... A list actors and putting them all in a room together with a I, huge budget. I was so concerned he wasn't be able to deal with people's egos. It's tough. And it turns and it turns out they're all like really great guys and right. especially right like Robert Downey Jr. Like I wasn't aware of like which but what a great guy he was.
0: There's that there's that picture that I always think about when I think of Robert Downey Jr. Is when he's there's a scene of him uh, at the Comic Con or something and he's hugging Stan Lee. It, it just it warms my heart. I don't know why, but he he really does care about what he's doing.
1: I, I'm just so impressed with him as a person, especially because of that story coming out. I hope that's a real deal. But well, where do we go from here? Like, We've gone through Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. What, what would you like to see in Iron Man 4? Which I want to say, I want that to be named, because when you name something Iron Man 4, it doesn't have the same ring to it no. as 1, 2, or 3. The typical
0: I, trend is to have like a tagline. Yes, uh, but, in,
1: but instead, like, I want to go like the Spider-Man route, where they have um, the invincible Iron Man. Right. So next, in the Marvel slate, we've got Thor the Dark World coming up. Yep, and then we've got Captain
0: America: The Winter Soldier. Captain
1: America: Winter Soldier, and then it's the wild card movie, which I'm most excited about. It's the Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy, galaxy film, yep. which kudos to Marvel for trying that out because that 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 has no name recognition whatsoever.
0: Well, it kind of it seemed like come out of nowhere, in my opinion. Like yeah. everyone's like, all of a sudden, they're like, what's this Guardians of the Galaxy? Everyone keeps asking about it, and it's like, uh, and uh, they have
1: did... James Gunn directing it, right? Which again, like, he's done nothing on this scale. Right. He directed the great film from two years ago called Super. Yes, Rain Wilson with Rain Wilson, that was great. Yeah. And previous to that, he had done Slither with Nathan Fillion.
0: Love that. The uh, Slither is a uh, satire in horror films, be movie mm-hmm. horror films. Great film if you haven't seen it. So very entertaining. But he he has a good style. I mean, it's minimalistic, but he you know, he has a good. Good uh, he, relationship
1: with characters, but here we go again. Tone, I think he's gonna nail it. Like, when, oh yeah, when he when I think of his movies and I think of him doing this movie, he's got it. Oh like yeah, he, I mean he 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 had it walk. He had it before they asked him.
0: Oh yeah, I agree.
1: Getting back to Iron Man, a lot of buzz comes on the internet about these after credit scenes.
0: It's almost become a. Staple of the Marvel yeah. movies. If you're watching a Marvel movie, you know a, you good, wait percentage, till the credits.
1: a good percentage of the audience isn't going to stand up and walk out.
0: E.g. Thor's hammer yeah, in the end of H- Iron Man, Man 2.
1: Agent Coulson goes out and finds Thor's hammer in the middle of the desert. We've got the infamous shawarma scene from Avengers. Yes. Uh, but this one, we I think because of the future of Iron Man is uncertain, they didn't go with a lead end anything. But there was the Guardians of the Galaxy rumored ending. Right. Because I thought, I'm sitting there like looking at those suits, and I thought, oh, well, Tony's going to use his spacesuit. suit. There's going to be one where he's got a space suit. He's going to go up and encounter right. the Guardians of the Galaxy at the end. They didn't go with that. No. I thought that would have been great. But I do like the ending they have. But we're not going to spoil that. No, we are not. Because it's, it's, it's great and understated and just perfect. Yes. Especially in the context of the overall Marvel films. It was a nice surprise. But there is another little Easter egg for you. If you happen to be Chinese... Yes.
0: There is a Chinese cut of the film that is an additional four minutes long. woo So go, China. I'm sure it's great. And it stars everyone's favorite Chinese actress, Fan Bingbing. It sounds like I just made that up, I know, but that really is her name. I'm a fan of hers. I'm
1: a fan of Fan Bingbing.
0: I want a t-shirt that says, I'm a fan of Bing Bing. I heart fan Bing Bing. And so what about this cut, Robert?
1: Uh, It's just a lot of filler. And what I hear, it's like, it's just got a lot of promotional material for stuff. And product placement and whatnot. For stuff in China.
0: Doesn't really move the story along very much.
1: Nope. And I was thinking about it because it sounds like it's just things like... If you thought about a movie that was really, you know, if you're the director and you have to throw things in, you think backwards and you throw in, like, what do deleted scenes usually look like? They're just filler where they don't give you anything extra, in, in you know, story-wise. So I feel like they kind of, like, thought backwards and just threw in what they could, where they could. Right. That just happens to have Chinese actors.
0: If you're an American and you have not seen the Chinese cut, do not worry. You're not missing much.
1: But I understand why they did it. Because they wanted distribution in China, which is not easy to get. I believe they also paid for a section of the production, too. Yes. So I completely understand. But it's not something I'm biting my nails waiting for. No. It will be on the DVD as a little short film.
0: Which is nice to see.
1: Yeah. So any
0: final thoughts on Iron Man 3? I like the idea that everything happens... uh, continuity-wise stays the same. I I called it a very
1: tight movie earlier. I think that's right. It's just every everything feels like it needs to be in there. Yeah. I, there's never a scene where I'm bored. Like I just liked everything about this film. I like the little twists. I like the end credit sequence. I like mm-hmm. the post-credit sequence. I like the actors, the story. The special effects are amazing.
0: Yeah, it looks very good. When you do see him finally in the Iron Man suit, you actually want to see him in the Iron Man suit, mm-hmm. which is... Much different than when I, they
1: kind of keep you waiting to see Tony in the suit again, right? And I think that that really helps with the film because you can kind of get oversaturated by these superhero films when they're just fighting. It's more interesting. It's more interesting to see Tony Stark fighting than it is Iron Man during the movie. Well, but at the same time, we're kind of like,
0: when's he going to be Iron Man again? Well, that's the same thing with like Superman three. I don't know if it's been the last time you have seen Superman three, but Superman three I think is a good forty plus minutes before. Uh, Superman's even shown, right, if I'm not mistaken? I don't recall. But from what I remember, you guys can go out there and tweet us. And, that's definitely a movie i got to watch again. Yeah, but the last time I saw Superman 3, I realized, wow, I was looking at my watch back when people wore watches. Uh, I was looking at my watch, and I was like, wow, it's been a long time since Superman even showed up yet. But it didn't matter in Iron Man 3 because Tony Stark was such, uh, i say Robert Downey, he was such a strong, his character that he plays is so has such a presence that you don't really mind that Iron Man hasn't shown up yet. Although the fanboy in you wants to see Iron Man, he does such a good job; it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter as much.
1: Actually, as I'm as I'm looking at online right here because we were look, trying to look up the China scenes, it turns out Joel Schumacher just signed on to direct Iron Man Four. Iron Man Four, it's right. Yeah, it's it's right here. Oh, oh, here we go. Nipples
0: on the suit. Wow, I mean that's inventive. I think, I really think very, to the really thing adds very uh,
1: signature for Joel Schumacher. I think yeah. he'll do good. I mean, he'll he'll add that camp factor that's kind of missing. campy yeah it's not yeah, yeah not enough camp in the Iron Man films you know we definitely need some stupid crap in the films
0: yeah and Schwarzenegger's it's, it's Schwarzenegger's coming in I heard right uh, he's, he's gonna to play to... the
1: president you know Iron Man's gonna have a little sidekick called Iron Manny so that just sounds great
0: when's that coming out uh, 2016 thousand sixteen. Sixteen? oh yeah that's right God, wait, phase three can't wait for that yeah and, and little Manny's gonna be doing a cameo in Avengers 2 I heard so really is that gonna be like the after credit scene yeah, it's going to be the post credit oh, sequence. Man, it's going to be great. I can't wait. Looking that little to be... Iron
1: Man suit, that's going
0: to be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It should oh, be man. fun.
1: Well, thank you, folks. Hope you guys made it this far again. We appreciate you listening.
0: Yeah, and as always, there's several outlets for us. You can catch us on podomatic.com. You there's... can also
1: catch us on... Johnny takes a lot of time putting together that YouTube video of this podcast.
0: Yeah, so I'll have a little bit more as subsequent podcast. I'll have a lot more visual aids to go along with the YouTube video if you want to watch the YouTube version of the podcast. We also please subscribe to iTunes. Yeah, we're finally, kids. we're on iTunes
1: and that, uh, that's just a big old mystery to me.
0: Yeah. iTunes is cool for all the cool kids out there. Mm-hmm. I'm not. They're like, have their iPads and iPods and iPhones and all the I stuff. Definitely subscribe and download to us on uh, the iTunes store. We'll appreciate that. And shoot us a line at anti-suck at gmail.com.
1: Ooh, fancy yeah thank you folks that was our Iron Man 3 review bye